Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome, listeners, to another Arcade Attack podcast. I'm Dylan. I'll be your host for the evening. I'm with Keith. Hello. And I'm with Adrian. Yo. And I'm with slightly under the weather Rob. Aloha. He's there. He's, he's, from, he's calling in from Hawaii, but he is under the weather. Um, so, guys, today we're going to talk about three games. You've, I know you've not really heard of that much, but there's a reason why I brought this to you today. Do you know why? No, why? Because I just don't think we do enough dream, Dreamcast stuff. No, you're right. I make you right. I mean, how, how, just before not actually going into the, the thing in a full depth, how great is this console? Super very great. I love it. Super very great? Uh, yeah, I've been off the podcast for a while. I've kind of forgotten how to speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adrian. Adrian loves a bit of Dreamcast action. Um, they famously sponsored Arsenal, didn't they? Um, yeah. Which is pretty cool. And uh, I had one as a kid, didn't I? But I'd never really played it that much. So I feel you, a bit guilty. You I'll were pla- the only one. Yeah, of us. Um, but by then, I was a fully fledged PC gamer. To be fair, so <laughs> what was this crazy console that my, my brother interesting got? story? That one that you played on back in the day yeah. is now in my possession, isn't it? <laughs> it's a disgusting color, isn't it? Because what happened? What happened with that Dreamcast? Uh, I think my cat probably sat on it and slept on it, and it just went a bit funny. <laughs> you had to the lid. The lid wouldn't go down properly. The lid wouldn't shut, would it? So ah. it's not the most common problem you have with the Dreamcast, but it, it's up there. Um, so what did I do with it? I gutted it, essentially. <laughs> so rather than just, I was going to take the whole, the whole sort of, um, GD ROM and everything and put it in new, in my other Dreamcast shell, but I thought there's something that you can buy called a GDEMU. And a GDEMU is a fantastic piece of technology. I think some of our listeners would, would have got one. It's essentially an emulation. It, it fakes out that it's the disk drive. And you can actually put an SD card into it. 32 gigs is the recommended. A 32 gig recommended size SD card and run pretty much any game you want. How many games can you save on this crazy 32 gig? Uh, 30. 30. Because, because Dreamcast games are about 700, 800 megabytes. And a lot of them are multiple, multiple CD like Shenmue. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, how many Shenmue's could you fit on there? Oh, not meant. Uh, what, Shenmue 3 disc and the passport thing? I don't and know. Shenmue <laughs> I don't know. You, you probably fit about uh, 10 Shenmue's on there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. How many Shenmue's can you get on a do- storage device? Anyway, so this thing has really opened my eyes to, because before I had a few games and that, mm. I had like Crazy Taxi and um, Soul Calibur, obviously. But it's really kind of opened the gate as far as Dreamcast games are going. And I thought it'd be quite fun to go through rare Dreamcast games. Rare. rare. But, okay, the listeners can't bunny, see me bunny doing rabbit speech, is. the bunny rabbit. Yep. The bunny is. I thought, so, yeah, I thought Rare was working on Microsoft at this time. Easy. So the thing <laughs> the thing about rare Dreamcast stuff is there's not really a lot of it about. Mm. There is there isn't like a, like, obviously, the Half-Life. 
Half-Life is the big one, isn't it? So yeah. before they pulled it off the shelves, if you've got an original copy of that, I think that's like a hallowed... That's yeah, worth I do think it exists. I think there's a few copies, but, mm. they're, you know, they're, I don't know, I've never seen I one. I think they pulled it on the same day or something, didn't they? So whoever bought it, like, on the day, or those stockists that erroneously put it on the shelves, if you bought it then, then those guys have got this. But apart mm. from that, there's like a, a Japanese version of Bangayo, I think is quite rare. Yeah. Um, Apart from that, then, it all kind of drops off. Mm. There isn't like, I, you know, I was digging around. I'm sure, I don't know, there might be people at home who, who know more about legendary Dreamcast stuff than <laughs> I do. Um, but it, it all kind of tails off. So I chose three of my favorite ones of the tail off that are still quite a bit of money. But, well, I'll pitch them to you. And then you can let me know if you're going to buy them tomorrow. Okay. So, <laughs> so the first one, first one for the day, is a game called Project Justice. Now, have you guys ever heard of Project Justice? Yeah, but not as Project Justice. Oh. It's Rival Schools 2, isn't it? Rival Schools 2. Yeah. I had not heard of it before <coughs> you uh, sent it to us for the prep stuff. I know. I know. You but uh, amazing fact, I like found out. You uh, said it's called Rival Schools. What was the for the prequel called? <laughs> Dylan, what was the... Uh, since you're going to go into it, I imagine? So basically, so I, I don't know if Rob's going down the same thread, but the game is actually a sequel to the Japanese update of Rival Schools, so, which is called Shiritsu Justice Gakuen Neketsu Saishon Niki 2. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> It's the sequel to Shitsu Justice Gakuen Nikatsu Shaisen Niki 2. The English uh, translation being? Is this the update of Rival Schools. <laughs> no, it's a Japan-only update, isn't it? It is actually called Rival Schools United by Fate. That's it. United. Oh, and yes. There, I don't know if anyone uh, was in the, the punk scene around then as well, but there is a there great a band, band called, called Rival Schools, schools yeah. and their album was called United, United by Fate. By Fate. Uh, yeah. I did they it was name updated it? version. Can you imagine? Did they name it after the game or the other way around? Uh, well, it came out two or three years after the game, so yeah, it, must it must have been have. named after. Wow, yeah. that is that's a no homage idea. indeed. And that's um, a great album. <laughs> I mean, okay, have you guys it. played Rival Schools, the original one? Um, no. Is it a beat 'em up? Right. Okay. So it's an arcade fighting game. So it released in 1997. Uh, it was ported to the PlayStation in 1998. Uh, it's solid. It's solid. Um, GameSpot gave it 7.8 out of 10, actually, the original um, Rival Schools, which is not... I mean, there would have been a lot better fighters at the time, but it's not horrendous, is it? Um, would you like to know the plot of the original Rival Schools? Yes, please. Would I? Would, would you? <laughs> it, kind of, it really sets it up. Boy, would it really sets it up. All right, so I lifted this from uh, Wikipedia, as I'm uh, as I want to do. Uh, this is about as much research as you'll get off me. Uh, so it's set in a Japanese city called Aoharu City. Several local schools are the victims of unknown attacks and kidnappings of students and staff. Boo. I was expecting you guys to boo or oh, something. Boo, boo. Oh, 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 come oh. On. You're not, does this not, does this not upset you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, the various characters in the game set out to find out who is responsible for the attacks on their school, uh, with the cutscenes and fights portraying their interactions with the other schools and among themselves. Eventually, the story reveals that an elite school in the city, Justice High, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it? Yeah. Um, is responsible for the attacks. 
the player's team eventually faces off against Raizo Iwamano. It's very Japanese. Um, the principal of the school and the first boss, uh, the first boss of the game. If certain requirements are met during the fight against Raizo, the story would continue as the player then would then head into a true final boss fight against Hayo Amawano, Raizo's nephew and the true mastermind behind the events of the game. I mean, that's, um, why are they fighting all these schools? Yeah, why are they attacking schools? So, why? I just think they're just not nice people. Oh, are they? I okay. think no, that's... The, 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 the protagonists are trying to fight back for the victims, I guess. Is it a bit, yeah. a bit vigilante? But yeah, I thought you said all the schools being targets. They're, they're going to these schools and put like all the that stuff and basically beating up the kids who were at the schools. Yeah, do, yeah you know what you like, like it. Friend? Rob. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no one would have heard that. He's talking into his cup. Because it was it was it was gold. Go on, Rob. Go on, Rob. But uh, basically, what you're saying is the plot of this game involves these kids going along to all these other schools, where, which have fallen prey to these kidnappings and beating up the kids who were at those. This schools. is this is where it kind of goes a bit weird because surely you should just be finding the guys who. Are, you know, who are actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> not just beating up the other school schools. Kids. But it's a common theme, as we're about to find about Project Justice. So the, the game was pretty well received. I think people, a lot of people say the PlayStation version is good over here. It didn't sell a great deal, which is probably why it's quite rare over here. So, well, Project Justice. So Project Justice, again released in uh, the arcades early 2000 uh, and then ported to the dreamcast in late 2000 um so the plot oh here we go the plot of our project justice takes it on a notch so one year has passed since the events of rival schools united by fate mm. and that things have gone back to normal in Oharu city kurokurishima a cold-hearted and ruthless ninja assassin from a mysterious group known only as the reverse society I'm doing bunny ears again. Society, uh, has his has his sights set on the Iwamano family and plans to eliminate them and their allies so he can prepare for the advancement of his own ambition to rule Japan. Oh, and now it's taken it's not just taken over schools now, it's taken over Japan. It's just become a national issue. It's now. become a national <laughs> issue, man. This is what happens when you don't put these things to bed, right? Okay. To this end, he attacks Raizo Imo Iwamano. The principal of Justice High and father to Batsu. So Batsu is your new protagonist, Batsu. <laughs> Batsu so, Simpson, oh. Batsu. <laughs> yeah, I was going to flash back to the Bart Ak- Akira thing. Yeah, Batsu. Yeah, Batsu. Um, so that he can easily put him out of commission and not have any interference come from him. Secondly, he sends both his older sister, Yurika Karishima, and his loyal subordinate, Momo... Why the hell they have these to Momo Koreuzoa. Into the ranks of the fighters so that the two of them can cause tension and distrust to occur between the friends. Ooh. His third plot, this is a, there's a third plot in there now. <laughs> third plot involves brainwashing Guido gang leader Daigo Ooh. Kazama so that he can order him into forcing his gang to attack various schools in, in order to cause even more tension. What to or occur. who is Guido? This is too much tension. This is too much tension. Lastly, Kuro. What or who, what or who is a Guido gang? The Guido gang is just some other gang. Gangs. It's just some other gang in this weird place that they live, Aoharu City. Um, lastly, Kurao himself plans to destroy Batsu's reputation by disguising himself as Batsu's doppelganger named 
Lisa Sue. I can't say. It's Milhouse Sue. Named Vats. Obviously, Hugo Sue. Hugo Sue. Or Bartman Sue. So that he can attack the fighters and make them believe that Bart Sue is behind it. Bart That's such a great his... heelish thing to do. <laughs> it's not enough to like to take over the country and <laughs> so discord my scoop friends. You have to dress up like him, <laughs> pretend you are him. Like him. It's a cartoon so, kind of it's so bad guy thing. So Batsu and his friends must fight back against the evil plot of Crow and attempt to not let their friendship get destroyed by the conspiracy of a deadly ninja assassin. <sighs> I mean, for a three-on-three fighting game, how does that sound as a plot? It's pretty intense, man. Yeah, it's pretty. It sounds it's a bit like the demon out there. Head, yeah, the demon headmaster. Have you heard that book? He <laughs> tries to brainwash the TV show. Yeah, I remember the TV show. Yeah. So the headmaster tried to brainwash, didn't he, or mm. hypnotize the kids? So it's like Kuro is basically trying to take over. So demon headmaster is trying yeah. to take over Japan. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> basically, yeah. See, that was like Japan. the tame British version. In the Japanese <laughs> version, they beat the crap out of each other. They oh my did. God. Yeah. Look into my eyes. I just. Could, I mean, I mean, reading that and actually, so you play the game. And the intro is like a, you know, like have like Japanese, like, like Okami. It's like stuff like the, the postcards come in. It's like, mm. like still, there's not a lot of animation. It's all like all nice anime and it tells that plot before you even start playing it. So you're there for a couple of minutes going. <laughs> um, just like to like pummel someone, please. But the first rival schools knows as, as a bit of a button, a button masher. So you kind of mash things and, you know, Anyone who actually bothered learning the hundreds of moves, you know, why even, you know, why even bother? Same thing. So you can kind of mash the buttons on Project Justice and, and enjoy the game. That's you good. Because, you know, I don't, I'm not. But as a skilled gamer, Dylan, you learn all the moves. I'm not a skilled yeah. gamer. I'm not a learned man. That's uh, bad. <laughs> you go bash, bash, bash. <laughs> bash, bash on Batsu. And then, <laughs> or, or Vatsu. Doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's got your standard mode. So your free mode, your arcade mode. So you choose. So there's you can a lot pick of characters. A team of three. You pick a team of three and yeah, then you yeah. can pick a team of three to fight against. Um, so when you're fighting, it's the first one to two rounds, but yeah, you yeah. do tag moves. So it's a bit like. So like the old Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of do, I couldn't work out what the hell I was doing, but it was very, it's a very fun game. Yeah. It's a very fun game. So you have to, you have to beat two rounds and quite, one thing that's quite cool. You can switch your, so you kind of run with your one character. And then after the first round, if you win it, then you can, if you're, if you obviously, if you guys get knocked out, then you have to choose between yeah, yeah. one of the two remaining characters. But if you still got the three, then you can choose either to stick with the same character to start the round for the next round okay. or just choose one of the other ones with a full, with a full life bar then. So that's quite cool. I can see Rob, you've got a question. I watched a clip of this on YouTube. I cannot tell what the hell is going on. <laughs> it like, is completely mad. They're like, they're kind of, they do like team move flashes up on the screen. Yeah. And there's like this, I guess Japanese schoolgirls in your team. She just goes up to you and starts like doing her hat, like doing your hands up and going, and it goes guts up. And then there's another flash on the screen guts that up. goes either success or failure. And it's like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> it's completely mad. It's completely mad. It's completely Japanese. I think that gut, I think that happened to, I think that's, I think she's one of Batsu's guys. So I think, yeah. I think she, I think, um, she increases life meter or something or something about him. It didn't look like the life meter even went up. Might have been the strength. I don't even know. There's so many, there's so much crap going on in Project Justice. It's just like, it's just, you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy button mashing craziness. Um, there's a couple of things I do want to talk about it more than you should just mash the buttons. Mm. Uh, so there's the free mode. There's the story mode. 
so so the story mode you can so they've all got the different schools so you choose each school has its own three person line i saw this so you're stuck with the three from that particular school so you can choose tayo but you can choose the other ones as well i think i mean i just did it with tayo but i'm pretty sure you can choose the other ones and so you've got about a million different ways to complete this game so you can go through obviously with batsu and the other guys or you can just choose like the bad guys you can choose like the other schools and it just, I mean, the, I've, I've just touched these three games and I've, you know, I'm going to go back to them a lot more. I think there's, there's a lot to, to suck you in. A good thing, a good thing about the fighting as well is that it's very virtua fighter-y. Mm. Yeah. But with Street Fighter 2 kind of moves as well. Okay. Mm. So well, part two, part two, I managed to get a bit of a dragon punch going on. Nice, nice. There was a bit of a dragon punch thing going on there. Did you, so. t- did you mention already? These are all Capcom games, aren't they? Yes, these are all Capcom <laughs> games. That was one of your, one of the reveals at the end. Oh, shh. Sh- I didn't say What that. is wrong with you? I Why told Bob off for that earlier I as well. I didn't know. Did you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not, I mentioned this to him before we started. He was like, don't say anything. <laughs> I might I as get well. the memo. Published by Capcom. In, <laughs> actually, this one Just is a cut bit, that bit out. This one is been... No, no we're, getting, we're keeping it in. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't edit, edit the actual transcripts We don't edit here. podcasts. Uh, no, we don't edit podcasts. What's, what, what's wrong with you? Uh, so, yeah. So, it, it's got... It is... It's a Capcom. Pu- they actually developed this as well. I'm so, sorry. they developed and published this. Uh, yeah, you know, when you saw it, mm. what are your... I mean, where would you, obviously you haven't had a hands-on experience, yeah. but where would you rank it in sort of that kind of era? So this is like, uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, um, wait, well, in 90s. terms of how it looks or? Well, yeah, against other stuff at the time. So obviously Soul Calibur would have been around yes, at the time. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like everything kind of pales in comparison, in terms of how it looks. Everything powers in comparison. It's to Soul Calibur. Yeah, the backgrounds just... I think are a bit better in this than Soul Calibur. That's the one kind of thing okay. I, can, I can draw from it. But yeah, the characters look. A There's bit... obviously a lot more going on with like the crazy special moves and stuff. So the um... crazy special moves, as far as I know, when those team things happen, I think you then have to put in a certain button press to get it and then you get the success and then we have whatever. to time it right you have to time yeah. it right and there's like another like power gaugey thing at the bottom okay yep and it's just very japanese and very arcadey mm. and very fun it looks fun i would like to give it a go it's hard i didn't get around much of the school so <laughs> with when you complete when you win a fight mm. then there's a little intro with the next school so they'll say something because i downloaded the, the japanese iso file so everything, there's a little bit of the, the text in, in English, but everything else is in Japanese and it's completely mad. Like I didn't know what, what was going on. I didn't even know what day it was. I was playing this. Like what, <laughs> what day is it? I don't, I don't know. All so I know you, is I want to play it again. Are you telling me you couldn't go to Japan today and become a teacher and, cause after the experience of this game? Cause Wait, I just, it's, it's just so mad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who are you? Oh, who am I? I don't even know. <laughs> Talk, even talking, even like recollecting it in my head. Like what's going on? Um, but yeah, so. That's good. I like the special. It's got, so it's like Virtua Fighter, but with better special moves. Yeah. yeah. And it's quite funny when you pull off those tag moves completely by accident. That's brilliant. I like the, I like the character switch thing. So these are all good things mm, about it. Positives. There's, yeah. Um, and given how much I had my ass handed to me, there's plenty, there's loads of special moves. I've seen special moves like you've never seen. I don't know how you'd even go about them, but they're, they're out there. Is, uh, there, is, is there anything, is there like an option screen where it shows you? Just the button. I have moves. not found this. No. No. It's I very suppose ba- if it's all in Japanese. Then. I think it's all in Japanese and it's very basic. It's just basically like, like mode. 
free play or free mode and story mode. Oh, okay. yes. Didn't you just play it? You just play it. Uh, love it. It's, you know, it's, it, okay. It doesn't look as good as Cell Calibur. It doesn't look good as Marvel Capcom 2, actually, which is another favorite of mine mm. on the Dreamcast. So it doesn't look as good as that. That's no. a shame. The soundtrack is really good. I really like the music of Project Justice, but I couldn't quite place it. Like, it doesn't feel like music for a fighting game, especially oh, okay. for a fighting game where you're trying to annihilate other schools and things. It doesn't, it felt like something I put, I put in my notes. It sounded like something more from Super Monkey Ball. Oh. <laughs> so it's like you're listening to Super a bit Monkey more Ball. Jolly. Yeah, it's like really okay. super jolly, but anyway, it's worth crack. Uh, there is, because of the multiple routes in the game, I think there's a lot of replayability in this game, which is, which is what you need if you're going to fork out for it. So this was a Japan only release. There's no. No. Uh oh. No. no, 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 no. It was released in all, oh. uh, all areas. The Japanese version you can get for about 40 quid. Okay. So if you've it's got a Japanese bad. Dreamcast, you're, you're laughing. Why didn't you download the PAL version then? Because I'm stupid and I, like <laughs> I did want that. No, the, the main reason, again, this is not going to be much like new, new information for a lot of the listeners. A lot of the good sites have been taken down. There are certain codes and certain plugins and things you can kind of patch to patch your browser to get access to things, but I don't like doing those kind of stuff. So the few sites that are out there are a bit sparse, especially for Dreamcast stuff. Mm. So with these three, I think for all three, I got the Japanese ones. Yeah. Right. So the Japanese ones are more Fair abundant enough. on, but I think maybe the ones close to the home have been taken down. So. I suppose though, in the end, a one-on-one fighting game, it's not such a big deal, is it? It's and not that, like an RPG where if you can't read I've, Japanese I've, and stuff. I wouldn't even bother you know? if it was an exactly. RPG, would I? But yeah, it's, it's not integral to it. Yeah. I did get the, initially I got, you know, Power Stone. Yeah. Power yeah. Stone 2. Now, the menus in that are all in Japanese. Oh. <laughs> so that, I had to get, I had to go and get the, the European version of that. But, um, or maybe the North American version. But yeah, but with this, all the, all the menus and stuff are in English. It's just when they start talking, you're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm doing well, but I could be doing badly. I don't know. Anyway, so 40 quid for the Japanese version. How much do you think <laughs> the PAL version used? goes for well if it was released in all territories can't be that expensive it's not i mean the most <laughs> it's not the most expensive game what i'll talk about now but yeah but it wouldn't have had a big number of release in this country would it or 70 pounds 95 mm. pounds mm-hmm. 100 smackaroonies <laughs> adrian wins 100 smackaroonies <laughs> 100 pounds so yeah so if you want to get a pal version of project justice you're going to be forking out 100 big ones Ouch. so bearing that in mind keith and adrian as dreamcast owners with with the cd drive still still working <laughs> would you buy project justice for 100 pounds i'm gonna say no <laughs> oh i'm gonna say a big fat no but, but you know if i can ever try on yours and i really like it i might be tempted to pick up yeah. the japanese one we'll have a japanese dreamcast day around my house yeah. and then yeah, we'll see how that goes but so, yeah not mm, 100 pounds mm. 100 pounds mm. listeners let us know if you've got a copy of that project justice. <laughs> and you've got 100 pounds let us know project justice was, was it just called project justice in Yes. Uh, oh, right, okay. But, as you Another know, it is the sequel to Shutsu Justice Gakuen Nakatsu Saishin Nikki 2. Okay? 
That is perfect pronunciation. Thanks, man. I think everyone in Japan who <laughs> listens to us is now shouting at me, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Anyway, so moving on. So that was number one. So you're getting, you're getting three podcasts in one today. Ooh. You know, this, 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 does, this doesn't this happen a, a lot. This doesn't happen a lot. Uh, the next one is the popular sequel to popular arcade game Geiger Wing. Geiger Wing. Two. Two. <laughs> doesn't have a, doesn't have a subtitle. <laughs> doesn't have a tagline. Doesn't have a strap line. Yeah. So Geiger Wing 2. Anyone know anything about Geiger Wing 2? It's a shoot em up. Very insightful. Thank you. Very insightful. Thank you. You guys, Geiger Wing 2. Uh, when I was watching the clips of this, <laughs> they seemed to have, there seemed to be some story connected to it, but I couldn't really make out what the story was. Something about androids and the military or something. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, do you see where I'm going with this episode? You know, see where I'm going with it. (laughs) Incomprehensible Japanese games on the Dreamcast that are a little bit rare. So, uh, this was developed by Takumi Corporation, but now that you've given the, the, uh, the game away, it's published by Capcom. Yeah. Uh, a company called Gene X actually did the DC port, which, uh, if you read everything, is very loyal to the arcade. Mm. Which I, it looks amazing. Which I kind of think, you know, Dreamcast had that capability, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it had that. It brought the prop. It like the Saturn kind of tried a bit, but the Dreamcast the was tried, the proper. The the Dreamcast was the proper. The Saturn was arcade. for two D. Mm-hmm. The Saturn was oh for two D. Spot on. Mm-hmm. The three D wasn't quite the power. Was extra megabytes. There. There. Yeah, but the extra oh, the extra the, megabytes the, in the Saturn. Yeah, with the, the, you know. yeah. So, Geiger Wing. Are you a big fan of that? The I've original. Never, one? I've never played it. You shmup. You're. I know. I've never, I've never played you're it. Right up resident, your alley. You're a resident shmup expert, and you haven't played it. Expert. Uh, compared to <laughs> us three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, compared to us three. I can get past right. level one. Okay. <laughs> well, luckily for you guys, I've put down the plot of the original Geiger Wing. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the this is the first Geiger Wing. So Geiger Wing takes this again. Sorry, Wikipedia. I've lifted your words again. So. Geiger Wing takes place during a fictional war within a steampunk setting. Ooh. Thankfully not cyberpunk, otherwise we'd be arguing about this. <laughs> steampunk. So, steampunk, I love a bit of steampunk. A bit I of don't mind it. People seem to really hate, it's like a portion of the internet that really hates it. Yeah, it's too dorky. Like, I like and dorky Rob. films. <laughs> and Rob. I mean, Rob. you know, I don't just, mind it. It's like, it's... a lot of the people involved in steampunk are like neckbeard level dorky. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, Chaos Engine is steampunk. Yeah, it? I was gonna, I was gonna mention Chaos Engine. Yeah. I, I kind of like the aesthetic of yeah. some of it. You know? Yeah, but like, there's no one in Chaos Engine wearing. Are there people there wearing top hats with goggles on? Uh, Hell yeah! Top hat? Oh yeah, I think possibly. Especially goggles. <laughs> I don't think so. No, they got the people with goggles, haven't they? Yeah, oh, the goggles guy. The bald guy. Yeah, cool. The bald guy who we spoke to. What's his name? You were, We've interviewed, um, didn't we? Uh, yeah, Graham Thingybob. <laughs> you interviewed one of the characters from Brain Chaos Boxall. Engine. Brain yeah, Boxall, that's Brain it. Brain Boxall is the thug. Yeah. Yeah. In Chaos oh, okay. Engine. Right. Anyway, okay. we digress. <laughs> We're a steampunk, right? Steampunk. Um, the player controls one of four, so you've got a choice of four futuristic aircraft and must destroy, must destroy enemy aircraft, tanks, ships, and buildings using both guns and missiles mm-hmm. mounted on the aircraft and a limited supply of bombs. So it's a little bit like layer section, but not, you don't not. So you're like, attacking stuff on the ground. On the and ground and yeah, thing, but yeah. obviously layer section is a little bit more clever with how it does yes, it. Yes. But yeah. Ah, see? Shmup. <laughs> Shmup. Uh, what do you like call, right? what'd you call me? <laughs> oh. Um, so the game is based on the player trying to destroy a medallion which possesses great power. I don't know why it does, right? <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the mummy or something? To, they're just trying to kill the medallion. Right, right. Many of the bosses use the medallion as a weapon. 
I never saw any of the bosses in Guy going, I don't know. At the end, uh, it shows that an evil man who pilots a ship called The Stranger is the real person who is in control of the medallion and was responsible for the war that you're in, as well as other conflicts in the past, including World War Two. Wow. Um, and you fight him three times as a mini boss and as the last boss. So basically, Geiger Wing is saying that uh, a certain Mr. A.H. has nothing to do with <laughs> World War Two. It was actually a guy called a stranger who has control of the medallion. medallion. <laughs> I don't think, to be fair, the game was necessarily saying Adolf Hitler had nothing to do with World War Two. Um, uh, yeah, he, he was on the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay. I mean, we have to look at those photos again. Anyway, but um, this, uh, this last bit of the thing. So the last boss, uh, he appears to be a friend of Stuck. Thirty years ago, when you fight him with stuck, I don't know what stuck is. <laughs> stuck. I I just lifted the words. I don't know what it means. Um, but so Geigerwing, the initial one, had about about four or five layers of parallax to give the impression of you being high up in the air, and obviously to the speed as well. That was something to work with, wasn't it? It's like that, that kind of, you've seen shmups like that that use all that parallax stuff. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So you, get, you get a feeling of speed, feeling of, you know, height. 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 Yeah. height. You know, height is above the, main the thing. clouds and then, you above know, the clouds. It's perfect, yeah. right? So, um, that's actually one of the main lures of the game. And I found, I've gone outside of Wikipedia now, guys. Oh, are you feeling all right, Dylan? <laughs> I've gone outside of Wikipedia because Dylan's <laughs> pointing directly at me. <laughs> I wonder if I said that. Because you keep on telling me I do no research, which is, Mostly right, but I'm doing research today. Doing research today. So, a guy called Joe Otterson reviewed the original Geigerwing, gave it 2.5 out of 5. Yeah. So, the problem with Geigerwing is, it was, as much as, as popular as it was, it hasn't been very well reviewed. Okay. It gets about 50 to 70% uh, play the game. They play a game, it's, it's good. Uh, this is what he says. The weapons, like the bombs, the reflections screen, and your reflexes try to make up for the sheer volume of bullets dogging your progress. But it's frequently a case where you just don't have enough space or tools to <coughs> big pardon, adequately ward off the hordes. This can get frustrating, and Geigerwing offers you unlimited continues to make up for the insane level of action demanded. The problem, then, is that it makes the game more of a war of attrition where you die bomb the heck out of everything that moves, die, and then bomb the heck out of everything that moves mm. until the game ends. Uh, Scorehounds will be glad to know that the game is strictly pattern-based. So that is, in a nutshell, the original. Oh, so the, it's not random bullets. You can learn the patterns. You can learn the patterns, yeah. but my, does it look difficult. In fact, the few times I played it on my GPDXD, it is not easy. Um, the game rankings aggregator actually gave the DC version of the, the first guy going 51%. Wow. Ooh. So it's not Geiger win, it's not Geiger lose, it's kind of Geiger mediocre. Geiger mediocre. There was no, is, never any Geiger win. <laughs> this, is, this is why people listen to Arcade Attack. Okay. Uh, so, this, I mean, reading this, it sounds, after playing Geiger Wing 2, a lot like Geiger Wing 2. So, Geiger Wing 2 was released in the arcades to, in 2000. Um, so, actually, the original Geiger Wing, I don't know if I said, uh, was released in the arcades early 99. Okay. And the Dreamcast late 99. Uh, the Geigerwing 2 was released in the arcades 2000 and on the DC, uh, late 2000 or Japan, um, in Japan, Jan 2001, actually. Okay. So between, it only took them a year mm, to churn out quite back in time, those, right? back in those days, mm. right? Mm. Took a year to churn out a game. 
Because it's the same game. It's the same game. <laughs> yeah. It's the same game. The Metacritic, I couldn't find the game ranking score, but the Metacritic give it 70. Oh, there you go. Okay. Across the board, guy going to. Why is it better then? It, must, it can't be the same game then. Oh. <laughs> um, from what I saw on the kind of clips, you have a kind of shield thing you can activate and you can fly through the bullets. Mm, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw that. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> Endolin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll cover that first because Rob brought it up. So as well as just your normal gun uh, and your bombs, you have a laser. So you can either use it to, uh, I think you can do like a lock-on thing and shoot people. Or you can turn it because you will get shot to death in this game. <laughs> it is not fun. It is fun initially, but then it becomes not fun because <laughs> it's like avoiding rain when you go outside. So this is like... A bullet hell shooter. That's what they call it's it. It's a bullet hell shooter. I mean, but there's people out there who love this stuff. I know. I know. They are, they are sadists. They are. You know, <laughs> they love they pain. There is no way that, you know, people actually, you know, oh, I'm going to wake up today and oh, I'm just going to rain, rain the bullets on me. Uh, just do it. <laughs> just do it. It's so bad. But that shield thing is amazing. Because, is that new to the game? Because when you charge it up, I think it had a similar type thing in Geiger Wing, but mm. let's focus on Geiger Wing 2 anyway. Mm. So you can just use it to... It deflects, it gets, doesn't it? Deflects, reflects. Yeah. Yeah, so you can actually reflect the bullets. That's it. So it's, if you pick the right moment to do it, like on a boss, oh or man, if it's going to do massive damage to the boss instead of you. If that wasn't in the game, yeah, if that wasn't in the game, I wouldn't have even bothered with this game. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so that's one of the things, right? Uh, it's the, it's uh, the same company. Uh, obviously, Takumi Corporation did it. Uh, has the manga art of a lady called Kai Tume. I hope I pronounced that right, Kai. Sorry. Uh, so it all has the same. All the, all the characters, all the, uh, aircraft and that have their own pilots mm-hmm. and that. And Is she famous? Has she done anything else or? Hmm. Not so much. I tried to find something, something out of her. She's done games for Capcom. Now, <laughs> published by Capcom. Uh, but yeah, she's not, I don't think she's a world renowned. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe manga and anime fans know who she is, but I don't really know. <laughs> but anyway, I like it. It's got a lovely style. It's got a lovely It looks, st- it looks fantastic. It's oh, so, those backgrounds where yeah. you have like the perspective shifting. So, yeah. some of those look <laughs> stunning. So, the difference with this is where Geiger Wing just had the parallax, very 16 bit, very 32 mm. bit. Geiger Wing 2 has fully rendered 3D backdrops Ooh. and they swoosh around as you, as you're in the action. So do you remember, do you remember us talking about Silpede? Yeah. Or Silpede. Cause you like Silpede. saying that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how you want to pronounce it. So on the, Meg, the Mega CD, right? So that game is a shoot 'em up and in the background you see the FMV and it looks all 3D mm. obviously as you yeah. go through it. This is the same, but oh my God, right? It swings, it zooms in, it zooms out. Yeah. How long, um, how, uh, you guys watch footage of the yeah, game. Sorry, how long did you actually persist with it? Think you about reckon? 15 minutes, maybe? 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, more or less. Try doing that whilst playing the game. <laughs> I had motion sickness. <laughs> so the problem with this is, is that if you focus on the background mm. and then, cause I was like, oh, this is okay. Cause I wanted to see more of the background cause it looks like obviously it looks amazing. So if you're doing that and then trying to shoot around, with your fighter, it, it really messes with your brain. It seriously, I, I get, I got worse motion sickness on this mm. than I did from PS4 VR. Drive Club. Oh, really? Mm. Wow. That's saying something. 
That was like, I was like, I can't, I can't, like, the backgrounds look so amazing. Mm. I, for the Dreamcast, and it's really like pushing the Dreamcast to its limits. Yeah. But I couldn't, I, I was like, I have to focus on the, 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 the ship now, because I was actually going to bomb. Was there, is there complaints about that by other people, like motion what? sickness, or just you? I think it's, I've not found anything about it, it might just be me. <laughs> I don't, it might be my chronic, uh, overtiredness from looking after a baby for the last year, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But yeah, I just couldn't, I had to like, it's good that you die a lot, cause then you can have a bit of <laughs> have a break. break. <laughs> you can have a bit of a break and then go back in it. So you can really bump it up. So from memory, there's an easy, there's easy and hard mode on this, but you can whack up the continues to about seven or eight, I think, and you can whack up the lives and you yeah. can really go. So if you get to like the second level, that's good. You can just about scrape <laughs> to the second level. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think it's good. Um, game spot. So the game, you know, they, 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 they actually gave this seven out of ten. So that's in line mm. with the Metacritic. Yeah. Uh, they said the word, these were the exact words they said for a seven out of ten game. You'd be hard pressed to find a more visually impressive shooter on the Dreamcast and the game is highly playable to boot. Um, okay. So why only 70? Why only 70? I mean, there's a lot of good things going for this game. So the, obviously the, the graphics, mm. uh, it's customizable because you know you could you've got all the all the different uh, ship things shoot in different directions and have Ooh. different guns. Oh, they've got different weapons, and they're all okay. the air, yeah. So you can find the one you like the most, yeah, yeah. and then kind of stick with it. So it's not like you have to only shoot up. Yeah. You can. There's one that like diagonals and then wider diagonals. So there's a lot of that. There's ten characters. Ten wow, characters. That's a lot for a game. That's a like lot. This. Yeah. You start with five. And then you unlock, I don't know how the hell you unlock the other five, but there are five on there that are unlockable. All right. So you can, if you're good at shmups, you can get in there and unlock them all. Um, it looks cool. I mean, yeah, you know, does it look better than, I put in my notes, does it look better than Ikaruga? Um, well, it's a different look, isn't it? Ikaruga, mm. everything's black and white pretty much. So yeah, it's true. But Ikaruga also has the 3D game. backgrounds yeah. and it also kind of swoops around and stuff. This one's more colorful. This one is, you more know, colorful. but yeah, they're both. What's well, the amazing looking it's games. It's dorky, Rob. <laughs> and we like dorky, right? We like dorky, don't we? Yeah. It does look incredible. I mean, if you said it was a brand new game that someone had just developed, I would we'd go, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'd oh, believe yeah. it, you know, without question. It's yeah. stunning. Uh, so, you got that? It's got that going for it? The soundtrack is amazing. Do you guys listen to any music? Uh, it's orchestral, it? right? Sort of, All orchestral. Yeah. All orchestral. It's like, it's basically saying, you're playing a shmup. But we're gonna make this the most epic schmuck you've ever made <laughs> in your life. Yeah. And we're gonna, the, the soundtrack was actually uh, released on CD oh, and wow. coupled with another Capcom shooter done by the same dev company called Mars Matrix. Heard of this? Never heard of that. See, there's this whole world of yeah, schmucks waiting for you, dude. One. Am I, am Mars I rumbling Matrix. another connection here? No, this, I didn't draw because any connections. Because you said the first game had an unusual soundtrack that didn't really fit. Yeah. You're kind of hinting that this game's got an unusual New soundtrack. soundtrack. That doesn't I've fit. got ya. I've got ya. <laughs> I hate all of you. I actually, <laughs> I actually, the one point, the one time I actually bothered to do research. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore. Anyway, so, um, but the guy, the guy who composed the soundtrack is a guy called Yasushi Kamenishi. So, you know, very talented guy. I think, I think it sounds amazing. It really sounds amazing. But the reason that, uh, I skimmed the review as to why I got a seven out of 10. It's the sheer difficulty of the thing. Mm, Even with really? the, with the lasers and the, you know, you can bump up the continues and everything else. It's just ridiculously hard. And also the sound effects, uh, on the Japanese one 
were, I don't know, not really up to scratch. Oh, okay. The sound effects are amazing. And also there's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of screaming. Oh, I heard Japanese. that. Yes. Mm. Was it like every time your, that reflector you thing charges up? You do the, what, what does like it sound squeak, like? A screechy, um, like Japanese girl. It's is it like bit, reflector or something like it's a bit, it reminds me of the really first time I ever went to the first time I ever went to Hyper Japan. So Hyper Japan is a, <laughs> a Japanese convention that happens every year in um, in London. You go there, there's Japanese food, there's Japanese things going on. The first time I ever went to a Hyper Japan, I was really hungover. I think I, I think I'd I think I'd been out with my workmates or something the night before, and I was really I was really stinking hungover. <laughs> and I went there and one of the the kind of the compares was this little Japanese girl, mm. and she was screaming her head <laughs> off with a, now speaking in English, but with a Japanese accent. And my head, I thought my head was going to explode. That's pretty much what going to is like listening to because <laughs> so, if you if you have the volume on normal and everything is going on, is it louder than your, everything else? Your character yeah. guys will scream their head off oh. the whole way, and it actually gets a little bit annoying. Chuck in motion sickness. Yeah, chucking. <laughs> don't play this game. Like don't play it with a hangover. Chuck in motion sickness. You know, I was just, you know, pretty much all over the place. But there, <laughs> there is a fun shooter in there. I feel mm. like with a few little tweaks, I think it could have been really well known. Mm. But guys who know the arcades and that, they'll tell you that the Geiger wings are worth picking up. And yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Is it better than Ikaruga? No, no. I mean, Ikaruga is a much, you know, even layer sections better. So okay, but. Anyway, it's a, it's a rare bunny is. It's a rare Dreamcast <laughs> game. It's I've got, when, I, when you're talking about a game come, came to my mind, there's nothing like it, but well, I was thinking another world's got similarities because mm-hmm. you, you die and you just keep going where you left oh, off. God. And yeah. you've got a shield as well. Yes. So. True. It's a bit like a shmup version of another world. That's what the strap line should have been. <laughs> Giger Wing 2. Shmup. Based on another world, it could have been. Um, oh, what's his name? Le- 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 Lester. 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 Yeah, think of him. Lester could be one of the pilots in it. Could you imagine? Let's get it. Let's let's do a hack. Let's someone do a hack of Tiger Wing Two. Yeah, and then let's do it. So we're talking about rare Dreamcast games. Uh, how, how how much do you think a used Japanese one of these ones is? Um, fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. Fifty to two hundred pounds. That's a, well, it's quite a wide range. Mm. It's like fifty pound disco only. Or? eBay sellers are a bit, you know, they're all over the place. But that you can for Japanese two hundred mm, for the Japanese wow. one. So even in Japan, it wasn't overly no, saturated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They seem to keep their price, don't they? Shmups. Yep, shmups. Mm, that's um, true. That's true. Okay, here we go. So this one wasn't released in Europe. Oh. So that's why it's rare for on okay. these shores. So you'd have to get. You'd have to get, hopefully you'd get the North American version. But how much does the North American used <laughs> version, how much would that set you back? Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm going to make a noise now. Higher or lower? $200. Uh, no, double what you said about Project Justice. Yeah. Oh, 200 pounds. 200 pounds yeah. for a North American used copy of this. Wow. And there is a sealed one out there. <gasps> I found a sealed one. Sealed North American copy of Geiger. And guess how much that was? 500 Ooh, wow, that's close. a big jump. <laughs> Almost, but he, he's, he's, he's only just, he's just, uh, only just overextended. I can't get my words out today. Only just overextended. 470. About 400. Still. 400 quid. 400 quid for a sealed North American copy of Geiger Wing 2. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's I was, sorry, Rob, Rob, Robert left the room, but it's, yeah. you know, not released in PAL. Not released in PAL. It's not, a, it's an NTSC shoot 'em up. 
So it's a 60 hertz shooter. Oh, I was in the room when you said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, a, oh. Slightly off tangent, but this is funny. Has anyone seen what's going around? It's on Facebook quite a lot at the moment. The Porn Stars episode. You know that one in America? Oh, the one with the sealed Mario. <laughs> Mario. The, so the funny. Guy, the guy's so, asking, how much is he asking for a sealed Mario game? So funny. One million, million dollars. dollars. <laughs> Does he put his finger to his lips? <laughs> yeah. like it's like Dr. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> one million dollars. What game is it? It's the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES. But sealed. Mil- so but sealed. Never, sealed. So never opened. A million dollars. Yeah, then wow. Imagine that him was... trying to sell Geigerwing 2. Geigerwing 2. 200 million dollars. 200 million dollars. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so that's Geigerwing 2. If you can, play or emulate Well, I it. like it. Of the, of the three games that you told us to take mm-hmm. a look at for this podcast, yeah. that was the one. I was like, I want to play this game. Okay. And then I had a look at how much it was and I went, oh. No, sorry, mate, you can't. (laughs) It's another one you have to play around. I really want to play it. So, all right, so that's that one. Now, the third one, the third one, which I think you should buy more than the other two. But this is the one I've heard. This is the one I'd heard of, and this is the one. Obviously, I won't. I'm not going to say it, but a lot of people will have heard of as a rare Dreamcast game. Yes, it is a rare Dreamcast game. So we're going to talk about Cannon Spike. (laughs) Cannon Spike. You you are saying the voice. Cannon Spike. Not that, That's voice. Not that voice. Cannon Spike. Oh, yeah. cannon. Oh, the, oh <laughs> girl, stop it. Can you, can, uh, you people, uh, people with a gong You have to as give well. next, in future, you have to give us like a list of banned words and phrases <laughs> that we can't you, use. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you guys to be so like, you know, <laughs> on the money. <laughs> on the money. God. Anyway, that'll, that'll learn me. Tell us so, to do some research. Do some research. Do some, do some research. research. <laughs> I've done some research. Anyway, so Cammy's a bit of a giveaway or the Cammy voice. So. This was developed by Psycho, spelt P-S-I-K-Y-O, which is a pretty mad Psycho. name for a dev, um, dev house. I think, I mean, we're playing this, it feels like a homage to Smash TV. That's would what you, it looks ooh, like. Would you think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. fair? Twin stick yeah. shooter. So it is a twin stick shoot. Well, not really. Well, not on the Dreamcast anyway. So no, it, that's it's, true. It's a homage to the Smash TV uh, featuring some, like lots of your favorite Capcom characters. Yeah. So it's like a like a Capcom Mega Mix Smash TV. It's kind of a random selection homage. as well, isn't it, of characters? Oh. Do you want to see? Should we tell the listeners how yeah, random go on, the selection go for, go for is? Go for it. Go for it. So the first one, actually, the the, the two obvious ones are Cammy, yep. from Street Fighter Two, obviously, uh, and Charlie, mm. Charlie from, from the Street Fighter Alpha games. Yep. So they're the two that you, well, they're the two that kind of fit the game the best. But then, in addition, you've got Arthur. <laughs> From Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> yeah. Has he been like transported from the f- past? Or yeah, something? he's, he's yes. in like his big gold suit of armor, isn't he? Yeah, he's looking we like off like, in, yeah. like he is in the game. I mean, also I played the game to be a version of the past where zombies and ghosts exist. Well, yeah. Yeah. A parallel universe, yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, not really a spoiler alert. Spoiler for, for Dylan. I only played it as Cammy and Charlie, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, but then, you know, the others sound really intriguing. I'm definitely going to go back to this game. So you've got Arthur, uh, Baby Bonnie Hood. From Darkstalkers? Okay, no? I might know uh, to look at. Yeah, she's um, a hidden character Darkstalkers in Darkstalkers. Oh, anyway. hidden character. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mega Man. Mega Man. Hey. Yeah, I saw him. Mega yeah. Man's in it. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. Uh, Shiba Shintaro from the Three Wonders compendium of three games. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that one. That was that one. Yeah, that, that is one. That uh, one. quite random. Yeah. That is quite random. You came in, Charlie. So those are those those are your characters that you get to choose from. Are you sure it's not Arthur from Knights of the Round? Or we're just talking rubbish. No, now? it's Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, Goblins, okay. Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. 
The one that dies all the time. And yeah. Goose, and goes <laughs> yeah, that game is too The one who gets man. hit once down to his underpants yeah. and then gets hit again and <laughs> yeah. dies. That's so embarrassing. Like, go to your goblins, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Get it right. <laughs> right. So, big, big bit of trivia. And why this is rare in Europe is that Cannon Spike is believed to be the last game dr- released for the Dreamcast in Europe. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, 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 so. So with Capcom that- published it in Japan and North America. Obviously, they, they developed it as well. It got released there in 2000, right? Right. The, the, Europe didn't even come into it. Big Ben Interactive. That's, come on. Come Big on. Doesn't Ben that, Interactive. Doesn't that, doesn't, British, that, doesn't that inspire the British uh, yeah. dog? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Big Ben Interactive. Well, you also uh, made London Racer. Could you imagine? <laughs> London Racer, Big Ben, Ken Spike. Are you sure it's named after that? Big Ben and not Big Ben from Streets of Rage 2? It could be Big Ben from, you know, <laughs> Big Ben from Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> anyway, right. So they picked it up and then published it in May 2002. Wow. Two, yeah, two years after, That's right? Super late, two years yeah. after the other ones. It was exclusively sold in games, game outlets. No one else got really? it, apparently. Ooh. That's what, that's what wow. I'd say. Yep. So uh, not only was it the last game, it had like limited distribution mm, as well. Yeah, man. Mm, and know. was game, was game game then? Or was, was it still game station? Or did we have game and game station? It's like, oh yeah, right so we would had, um, game station. No, because game was what used to be Electronics Boutique, wasn't it? Yeah. So you had ah, some of okay. those other ones. Oh, I've forgotten them all. Well, my brain ah, hurts. Anyway. But yeah, so it was limited to, mm. to game outlets. Wow. The, it has a Metacritic of 73, which is not the best, mm. really. Mm. But IGN rated it 8.8 out of 10. And I'm tempted to agree with them. Mm. Now you're, now you're, you're like, a fan. Oh, oh Cannon Spike. Okay. Aren't you? Oh, yeah, Cannon Spike. Right. So, so what it is, is it's like, um, Smash TV, but you're on kind of futuristic roller skates. Yeah. Are you feeling me? Yep. I'm feeling it. So you, you can zip around the screen and you got like badass gun that doesn't like normal bullet. Then you got charged up bullet and then do the, do, do the voice. Cannon spike. <laughs> You've got a button that actually unleashes like a melee, like special move type thing oh, cool. associated with the character. So I love that. Cammy's one. I've not noted the other ones, but Cammy obviously does the cannon spike, which nice. said game is named after. So it's named know. after a special move. Yeah, it's wasn't it going to be called Cammy's... something else? I, I'm sure I heard. Oh, already... I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, That's and then they changed it. Carry on. Anyway. <laughs> maybe it was called Spike Cannon, but they thought, oh, no, well, I think we should maybe call it Cannon Spike. That sounds a bit more better, and it's associated to Cammy. Maybe it was called after one of Charlie's special moves. I don't know, just... Spike Spike? <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'll give you the numbers first up, because the the, the disparity is, is quite is quite stark, so... Do, do, do. Go on. It was released in Japan as Gun Spike. Ooh. Gun Spike. There, you, there go. you go. I knew I'd read or heard something Gun else. Spike, yeah. thank you. There you go. But Cannon Spike is what we know it as. Anyway. So, Japanese and North American used copies. What do you get? What do you reckon they go for? Um, hundred and... Japanese, um... Japanese and North American used copies are about the same price. £150. I'm, st- I'm going to stick to my old... What did you say? 200 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I would say probably lower, actually. Like, in... 
I mean, you have put it at the end, so it's probably higher. But <laughs> from what you've told me, like two the, two years between releases, I can see it being quite popular in Japan. It's funny, isn't it? Because you think that it was released in 2000, which is like the prime year of the Dreamcast. They waited. They released it two years after. So, oh, there must have been some kind of potential in it. It was even a, a, a limited release in, in those territories. Mm. 170 quid. Hmm. 170 quid wow. a used a used copy of it yeah. a sealed north american copy is going for 250 no 300 300, 300. higher 500 no well done lower 400 <laughs> 400 <laughs> 400 quid 400 quid so that's that's that territory right so the european copy Ooh, so bend. limited how much can you get a used copy for off ebay so used copy 200 Adrian? No, more than that. Keith, come on, dude. It, no. It's limited. It's kind Whenever of... I guess, I always guess too high. So. 600 pounds. <laughs> oh. 600 pounds? <laughs> 350. 350. Uh, I think. Is, what, are you, what are you saying? I said two, 250. Did I say 250? No, you said 200. 200. 200. I think, yeah. 250. Yeah. <laughs> 250, right? 250. Wow. For used. For used pal copy of Scan and Pike. Scan and Pike. Scan and Pike. New and sealed copy Pal. of the Big Ben Interactive. Of a Pal Big Ben version. Interactive published can spike. <laughs> New and sealed. I'll take six hundred. Six hundred, Adrian. Yeah, I'm going to stick six hundred and one. There you go. <laughs> <Sorry, Keith. laughs> seven fifty. Seven fifty. Rob wins seven hundred quid. Oh. Seven hundred quid. Wow. You can get a sealed Pal copy of Cannon Spike. Tempted. Uh, no, I'm bit. good, man. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I've told you they go on like futuristic like roller skates and everything. I know. I'd yeah. probably buy some futuristic roller skates for 700 <laughs> yeah, That's true. So it is like you get about, I think, it, again, it's been a while since I've, I've been a couple of weeks since I played it, but you get about 20 missions and each mission okay. is a, a room, a bit like, a bit like the rooms in Smash TV, but you just mm. clear out the one room. So you've got waves of robots and guys and everything else and you basically just go to town on them. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? So when you when you're looking at the old yeah the old footage yeah, yeah. um the boss fights are probably what it's best known for so the boss fights are pretty epic they're pretty they're pretty pretty epic graphically where would you say it stands with the other two um I thought it was the least impressive because mm. I like like the intro and like the artwork of the characters and mm. like this like the story panels and stuff it's all two mm. D artwork and it looks beautiful yeah but the game is kind of like the polygon it's like stuff. It's one game. Yeah, it looks really rough. Mm-hmm. Like almost, and I don't know if it was, but almost like it was like a budget Dreamcast game. Mm. It's like a budget Dreamcast. Like a low, yeah. you know. I mean, it was a port of the budget. arcade game. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing because I thought a lot of it reminded me of stuff in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Mm, on the PlayStation. Just really rough looking polygons. Really and Normally, rough. when you think of the Dreamcast, you think, even if it's a game with quite basic graphics, yeah. you think of it being like a really sharp mm. Mm-hmm. Clear so it doesn't look, it doesn't look like Xeno Crisis much then. It no? doesn't look like Xeno Crisis much. No, no, no. that's so, all two D, isn't it? So Xeno Crisis yeah. is all two D. But that's Xeno Crisis is just a, yeah, yeah, a Smash similar TV kind of game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like a meant to be an mm. arcade. I mean, did it come out twin stick? Did you read anywhere that it came out twin stick in the arcade? Because I think it was. Yeah. Because the way it controls is a bit like Smash TV on the Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. So Smash TV on the Mega Drive was not reviewed as well because it didn't have the four buttons that you could shoot in any direction so the SNES version yeah, yeah, yeah. the four yeah. buttons on the right hand side acted like Your you know, the direction the direction you were shooting yeah. whereas the Mega Drive one you 
whatever <laughs> direction you were facing, you held down the it button, locked didn't it, you? And it locked it. in that direction. Yeah. So yeah. that's what cannon spike does. So when you have the normal bullet and you hold it down, the character will only so, shoot in that direction and then you can kind of move them around. Mm, mm, so you kind of get your angle, shoot some and, stuff, yeah. and then kind of move them around to shoot everything. It works better in Cannon Spike than it does in Smash TV oh, and okay. Mega Drive, I think. Okay. Uh, couple that with the charge up shot and obviously you can do Cannon Spike as Cammy and stuff and it's good. It, it mixes it up. I think the action is really good. It's really, it's a really fun game. Mm. And the graphics get better when you've got the chase boss battles. Okay. I don't know if you get, would have I didn't this. really so, see those. I don't so think. you've got these standard rooms and they're a little bit small. They're a little bit on the small side in Cannon Spike. After you cleared those, you beat certain bosses and then you get to bosses where you have to, you're chasing them down the stream. So there's one, actually there's one in particular, you're chasing them down the stream and it's a little bit like, you know, when games switch to mode seven. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of like see that improvement. It's that kind of improvement in the graphics. It looks more like a Dreamcast game. Oh, okay. No, and they're more epic and you're kind of, you're scooting around on the water in your like, supercharged uh, roller skate <laughs> things you know it's 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 ludicrous it's yeah. ludicrous isn't it it's, it's just and like you know it does have its limitations it is a little bit the pop you know it's it's rough around the edges compared to the other two it's mm. not you know any not uh, notable enemies or bosses um none from law none from capcom law as, oh. far, as far as i know oh mm. i think you might be wrong on that one go on then who was who was in, who was in there uh, M- bison and uh, Bison. Close. Mike Bison. Fallen Balrog, who is basically Vega. Fallen Balrog, oh. yes. Sorry, yes. Of course. Fallen Balrog is there. What, um, that's not one of the chasey ones, though, is it? That's no, one of the standard the room ones, isn't it? Oh, yeah. cool. That's pretty cool, actually, yeah. I mean, it's Capcom. They've got, they own all of these characters. You yeah. Think, like, they can put, they can put a drop of you in. I mean, I didn't, and now that you say that, yeah, it does ring a bell, but no other, like, ones that I go, oh, wow, in my brain, as being amazing. And Bison would have been pretty funny. M. Bison in a little... M. Bison on mad roller skates. <laughs> Can you imagine Blanker on roller skates? That's even funny, right? Blanker on mad roller skates. Oh, God. How about E. Honda? Yeah. E. Honda. <laughs> oh, I can't... I can't, no, I can't mm. do an impression. Yeah. You just... Those roller skates just be squashed immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let's let's round up about Cannon Spike, and then I can go to my things that they have in common, which you've all scuppered anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so the soundtrack is bad. The soundtrack well, is that doesn't tie in, does it? It doesn't really fit the game. Again, it's like, it's one of these soundtracks that doesn't really fit the game. It's very ponderous. It's very, it's like something more associated with Final Fantasy oh. than Cannon Spike, I think. In, okay. in, in my opinion, I'm sure there are people at home thinking, damn you, Dylan. <laughs> Cannon Spike soundtrack is the best thing. No, it's, it's, I don't think it is. Um, doesn't really fit an action game. It doesn't fit an action game. It does feel a bit claustrophobic at times, and you can get trapped in corners because the rooms are so small. I think they could okay. have made them a little, like a couple of screens bigger, maybe each. So it does feel it. But I suppose if, if it's a, meant to be an arcade game, you can see why everything's a little bit smaller. Uh, it's lacking on options because it looks like a direct port. So there's no battle no, mode. mode. Uh, there's no battle mode. So wouldn't it be fun if you just like faced off as like Cammy and Charlie, yeah, you know, yeah. like Mega Man and just mm. like shooting each other around the screen? That'd be fun, right? No, there's no battle mode. There is a co-op mode. Okay. And I've seen gameplay of that. That looks like fun, but I didn't have no one to play with. <laughs> I didn't have anyone well, to play with. we come around to play Geigerwing 2. We'll, yeah, Geigerwing 2 and Dialogue. And we can like... Yeah. But, ah, we'll play that but, as well. The, the thing I like most about Cannon Spike is it has a baby mode. Okay. It has a baby difficulty mode, which means yeah, I went through yeah, the whole yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> I played the whole, I managed to enjoy the whole game and it was beautiful. <laughs> the Dylan mode, baby basically. Mode. <laughs> if there's a baby mode on a game, 
That's my mode. Yeah, like in Wolfenstein, when you literally are a baby, aren't you? Yeah, he's got, he's got like the bonnet on and a dummy. <laughs> like, yeah, mummy, please, can I play or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wear when I play Counter-Strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, man. So the co-op looks good. The baby mode is good. The boss <laughs> fights are really fun. I mean, they're super fun. Um, but yeah, it's, if you do play on baby mode, there's not, there's not a great deal of game there. But, hey. Seven hundred pounds. Hey, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, guys, um, now I'm just, just confused. There's no connections between these three games. I <laughs> just can't get it. Now let's talk about the things they have in common. None that we can think of. Why don't Why don't you guys have a guess at what they've got in common? Oh, let's Cap- go for the one you guessed. All right, okay. So they're all published by Capcom. Yeah, was the big one. Uh, they've all got slightly odd soundtracks that don't really fit the games. Uh, they're, they're all, all rare they're all, and expensive. They're all arcade ports, which you guys didn't say specifically. No, I didn't, no, I didn't sure know Cannon Spike was an arcade port. Mm, they're all arcade ports. Um, and none of them, none of them are on the Capcom Home Arcade Retro Console. <laughs> that weird Capcom sign thing. see where you were going with it all along. Mm. The Capcom yeah. Home Arcade Retro Console is a console that yeah. has two arcade sticks on it. Mm. And you're basically, it's just a big Capcom sign. Yep. And it's had very, well, not very bad reviews, just average reviews. Well, it's it's 200, average bit 200 quid and it's got how many games on it? 16 games. 20? I oh, know. 16? I'm yeah. sure it was 16. One of them. pounds. One of them on there is Geigerwing. The first oh, one. The first one. Oh, not the second one. <laughs> I want to play the second one. <laughs> So they went with the one with only the three, four layers of parallax as opposed to the 3D scrolling backgrounds. Yeah. But it will be in English, right? Hmm? It will be in English? Yeah. There's there you that, go. There so you that. can actually, yeah, you can actually enjoy Geiger Wing mm. in English on the Capcom Home Arcade Retro Console. So yeah, mm. there you go. There are three games. Who, three who would have thought it? Three random games that weren't on a thing with 16 games on it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> I would have. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But you guys didn't guess I'm that I'm going to buy a lottery ticket because that's crazy. <laughs> you guys didn't guess that one, though. That's so true. That's I true. get the points on that one. I get well, the points. But I have I, to say, when you know the, you told us these are the games that you were looking at, mm. I, after checking them out, I actually I do want all three of them I would like to try. Yeah. They well, all, you will. Yeah, I have them they all house. look like games that I would enjoy playing. Yes, so I think that's so. That's good. So, I'm yeah, impressed. I guess these are three games that you guys can check out. Try and emulate them unless you've got like bottomless pockets. Uh, and I'll make this volume one of my Dreamcast Rare collection. <laughs> so like look forward to the future for more rare, rare bunny ears, rare Dreamcast games. More rare bunny ears. Rare bunny ears. Games. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.